Good morning and welcome to episode nine, everyone. If you just joined us, I'm Robin at a tired witch on Instagram and I'm with Maria, Maria the Arcane on Instagram. And welcome to welcome to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Thank you for joining us. So if you're just joining our podcast, every week we talk about the upcoming lunar phase, the nearest one, and you know what that means to you in your life at present. <laughs> the nearest one coming up is on July 4th, and it's the full moon in Capricorn, which also happens to be the day before my birthday, on July 5th, baby. <clears throat> so although we are in cancer season, this is a very grounding full moon we're looking at practical matters and basically how to be useful if that makes sense um it is a realistic moon it is a very analytical moon and when we're looking at it in terms of uh, kind of how to hone in that energy start looking at practical things start looking at how you can help those around you but not in a kind of hovering helicoptery way instead like an observing and then just stepping up kind of way so like for example let's say you saw your dad and he is in the garden planting i don't know flowers right don't ask your dad hey can I, can, do you want help with that? Just like go grab a pair of gloves and sit down and help him, you know? And if he doesn't want you there, he's going to tell you to fuck off and that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) How loving. (laughs) So that's a my dad too. (laughs) And he does mean it in a loving way. I want to see my dad garden. That would be hilarious. (laughs) My dad wouldn't garden either. I don't know why that example came to my brain. Um, uh, maybe because Father's Day just happened and I want a garden. I don't know. But it's it's about being helpful in a practical but not smothering way. So don't give unsolicited advice. But do, you know, offer a hand when you see somebody who could use it. And that it's a tricky balance, isn't it? It's walking that kind of tight wire. But you guys can do it. It's not that hard if you take a moment to pause, have a little bit of self-reflection, and move forward. And definitely, I mean, help Robin out and send her a bunch of DMs on July oh 5th saying happy birthday. <laughs> please no dick pics. Um, I know that please, I told everyone to send M. I know I, I told everyone to send M nudes on her birthday, but not me. No, no, no. <laughs> The other thing, the other thing with full moon in Capricorn is because it's very realistic and grounded, this is also a really, really, really good time to set boundaries. Um, those boundaries can come <laughs> like in with many different forms. Yeah, like with Dick <laughs> Talk about Freudian, right? Um, it is a good time to set boundaries, though, because it is so realistic and grounded that 
for example, let's go back to my unrealistic example of the father gardening. Um, if <laughs> dad says fuck off, right? That's them being setting boundaries. And therefore you get up and listen and you can do the exact same sort of thing in your life. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's about being helpful, but also recognizing and setting boundaries and you guys can do it. <laughs> yeah. Boundaries are important and they're healthy. Like uh-huh. they're hard to set. <laughs> but worth it so worth it because because setting or being helpful does not mean that you get to become a doormat they're different things like you can help people without being stepped on yep i dare to believe in you guys i really do i just i think you can do it If you just started listening to us, every podcast we talk about a random tarot card. We go over the universal meaning and then our own interpretations of the card. Hearing other people's opinions helps us form our own opinions or even those who have been practicing for a while expand their own views on other meanings. This week, we're going to talk about the two of swords. On the card, you see someone sitting holding two swords in a blocking gesture. Their eyes are blindfolded, and there's a crescent moon above their head and a body of water behind them. So the universal meaning of this card is being at a stalemate, and when it, especially when it comes to decisions and conflicts. My interpretation is somewhat similar. I view this card in a similar way that I view justice, which we will go over that in a future podcast for sure. But this card is definitely um, a time out card for me. The person on this card is definitely facing a big decision. And we, ha- when we have a bit- big decision to make, we sometimes have to block out outside opinions, which may... We may sway what we actually need to do. And that is definitely what the cross wars represent to me. The moon and the blindfold and the body of water behind the person represents listening to our intuition, our gut, and even our feelings. We know what we need to do if it's going, even if it's going to upset others, especially when it comes to bettering ourselves, it needs to be a priority that, you know, we do what's best for ourselves. Obviously, if you are trying to do what is best for you and someone is a Against it, they don't exactly have your best interests at heart anyways. Those swords can also represent boundaries. And those are, you know, we already talked about that earlier in the podcast, how important that they, important that they are. So how do you view this card, Robin? For me, the Two of Swords is an absolute stalemate. Um, boundaries, like you said, but it it's like when... Like, absolute force meets absolute resistance, and so nothing happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it To me, in most cases, if I get the two of swords in a reading, it indicates a relationship, which does not necessarily mean a romantic relationship. You know, it can be friendship, your relationship with your family, etc. And it's two people with incredibly opposing energies or opinions that are both wasting time, energy, and breath by continuing the conversation. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, If I get this in a love reading at my normal job, sorry, at my normal job, if I get this, I typically get it when people are like, oh, is Bobby going to come back to me? And it's like, nope. (laughs) 
No, he's not. <laughs> um, it, it, it also, though, t- typically for me indicates uh, a lack of growth. So mm-hmm. imagine being so defensive and guarded that you can't, I don't know, see from the other person's perspective and grow from it because mm-hmm. a lot of personal growth comes from an understanding of others. Even if that understanding is that you don't agree with them, there's still a, okay, I get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And with the Two of Swords, because of that lack of understanding and that lack of ability to see the other person's perspective, there's absolute lack of growth. And therefore, again, the stalemate. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love your interpretation. I, 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 uh, I hate that card. I hate to see it. I hate it when I get it. I think it's actually worse than the tower. <laughs> um. <laughs> When I get it, at least, because at least the tower is radical change, right? Even mm-hmm. if the, it's a painful and it's awful, there's still change and therefore the potential for something positive to come from it. Where mm-hmm. an absolute stalemate, how, are you, how is something positive going to come from nothing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I you know? Yeah. And so <laughs> I hate this card. I hate it so much uh, for at least my own readings. <laughs> it makes me sad when I see it. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind it. As I said, it's mostly like, why aren't you listening to yourself? Why are mm. you paying too much attention to what Molly has to say about your situation? You need to quit it. Yeah. Absolutely. And so it's one of those cards where it's it's not the worst. It's definitely not the worst in the deck, but it does stress me out for myself. Now, for other people's readings, mm-hmm. it is very flexible. It can be very much so like you said about not listening to yourself and setting boundaries mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But for me personally, it means, oh, I'm being a jackass and I'm holding myself <laughs> back. <laughs> oh, being called out by a tarot deck. Love it. Bastards. Love it. (laughs) So every single episode, we talk about something that's either a current event or something we just kind of want to talk about. And uh, this week, I want to talk about ghosts. And I told em I want to talk about ghosts and she said I want to talk about ghosts and so now we're going to talk about ghosts which <laughs> uh, <laughs> is love ghosts uh, so it's fine yeah. it's cool I do want to preface for <laughs> listeners that there's a couple of things first of all being somebody who sees ghosts does not make you a witch necessarily being a witch who doesn't see ghosts does not make you a bad witch and seeing nope. ghosts does not necessarily mean that you're a medium or you have mediumship, etc. Sometimes, like people on ghost hunter shows and stuff like that, they seek out ghosts and they see them or see have experiences with them, etc. And none of those things are mutually exclusive. So just because you haven't had a ghost experience does not mean you're a bad witch. <laughs> Don't worry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes so yeah we're gonna talk about ghost stories do you want to go first em sure okay so i spent most of my life in germany up until my mid-20s 
you know, I will always consider Germany my home and I'll be forever <laughs> hold a place in my heart. I loved it so much. And my favorite house I have ever, ever lived in was there as well, which is where a lot of my ghostly experiences come from, especially from my youth. Um, I lived in a village called Brook. It is actually home to Rapunzel's Tower. Apparently, there's tons of Rapunzel's Towers in um, Germany, but this is uh, the original. Real, it's one of the main ones. Yeah. It is such a cute village with cobblestone streets and a huge church up on the hill overlooking everything. It's like stepping in a time machine to centuries before. My house was not an exception to that. The house was about 300 years old, and during World War One or Two, I don't remember which, um, it used to be used as a safe house for soldiers, and soldiers would come, eat, and rest for the night. The house had a winding steep staircase and it was three stories. And on top of the house is where <clears throat> my room and my brother's rooms were, which used to be the haylofts back when it was a safe house. I, I was in middle school at the time, so I was able to stay home alone sometimes, only a few hours at most. And of course, that is when most of the spooky stuff happened. <laughs> I love I that remember... you like preface. I love that you preface it like only a couple hours, guys. My parents were good parents. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, <laughs> but I remember being downstairs in the family room watching TV, and I would hear heavy footsteps coming from the floor above me, which is which was my parents' room. It sounded like heavy military boots, which really was an odd sound in this house since my it was part of my dad's uniform he was in the military so mm -hmm. the door to the family room was closed so i was just thinking maybe my dad came home from work early and i just didn't hear him i continued watching my show until i heard the front door open and close maybe an hour after i heard the boots my dad poked his head in and said that he just wanted me to know that he was home you know confused i asked mm -hmm. him when he got there and he said just a second ago i I kind of shook it off as weird old house sounds, but it happened a lot, a lot. I would go upstairs to investigate and there would never be anyone there. I got in the habit of making sure all the doors were locked in the house every time I was home alone, freaking out it could be someone sneaking in the house. Of course, the doors would unlock themselves because why not? <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know if this is widely known, but German villages still sound their bombing alarms once in a while, at least hmm. while I lived there. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure there was a schedule to them, but being a child, I didn't really know when they would go off. It always right. scared me, even more so when they would go off and you would hear someone running down the stairs when you're home alone. No. No. Yeah, like, yeah, it would just, these were like heavy wooden stairs. It's like, so the sounds on them, it, there's no mistaking that is someone running down the stairs. It, yeah, it was lordy, lordy, intense, lordy. But, Yeah, and then one other night, my parents were having like a small get together with friends and they sent my brother and me upstairs to go to sleep while they continued to chat with their friends. No one had been upstairs. I say that to clarify for what's about to happen. I walked up our steep staircase to our third floor bedrooms. When I opened my room, I felt like, you know, that like instant 
coldness like it's freezing my wind up music box was open and playing so i like i ran down the stairs told my parents can't there's do no music way boxes. i'm sleeping up there <laughs> which i'm like you know there was just that my room there was just so many nights that I would look over and, you know, like shadow people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There would be like shadowy figure in the corner of the room. And I did not have a chair, but there was someone just sitting there in that corner of the room and like staring at me. And I could definitely tell like they were in a uniform because they had on that. You know, when you see soldiers outfits from back during, you know, the wars, they had like those big Period outfits. Yeah, like there's no mistaking. It was a military uniform right. and it was very unsettling. I always got a bad vibe from him. And so he was mm. probably the music box opener. But yeah, mm. well, that was definitely spooky. I loved that house. And most of the time <laughs> it felt magical and something out of fantasy novel. And I would live in that house again in a heartbeat. So <laughs> what's your story? Um, so here's the thing. Mm. I have more ghost stories than we have time for this day. Um, for this day. <laughs> for this day. Um, I have a lot. I grew up in a very ghost positive household. I'm still in a, like, my parents are still very ghost positive. Um, my dad is like obsessed with like ghost shows. Um, my mom's like really into them too. They just love them. Um, so this is something that uh i've always talked about with my parents like i've always been able to be transparent and so therefore there was a lot of instances that would happen and i would get like validation that i wasn't crazy if that makes sense so Mm -hmm. the earliest ghost story um that I can possibly think of was we lived in this house in my hometown. I grew up in Sonoma County in California. And in the nineties, my parents bought a brand new house. So I think they bought my childhood home in like 91. And I, I was like, you know, two or three when they bought the house. Um, so, the house is brand new. It was originally, I think, an orange orchard, I think. Um, so nobody had ever lived there before. You know what I mean? So there was no reason for our house to be haunted. And yet <laughs> there was this guy who used to walk our hallway at nighttime. And he looked like he was from like the 50s. Um, like white shirt jeans kind of like a greaser looking guy I guess you could say he actually looked a lot like how my grandfather used to dress in like the 50s Uh, but he didn't look anything Mm -hmm. like my grandfather and he would just walk our hallway he never talked to me he never really made eye contact with me that much but it would freak me out because I had a really tiny bedroom it was like a 10 by 10 room so my bed could only go so many different like ways you know (laughs) in the room so I would close my bedroom door at night and I like needed it closed at night because if I woke up and I saw him it would scare the shit out of me and uh (laughs) I know this might be very surprising to you, but I was a very needy child. (laughs) 
<laughs> cancer <laughs> baby. <laughs> I was a very needy child. And so my parents would combat that with a very, you know, of the time parenting style where if I, unless I was like dying, if I was whining in the night, they'd be like, go back to bed and leave me alone and like wouldn't come and help me. I mean, again, unless there was obviously something wrong, like I'm not trying to like knock my parents here. Like they were good parents. Um, It was just a very nineties parenting style. And um, so if I was just like whinging in bed, nobody was going to like come and like coddle me and tuck me in. And so (laughs) I, and I knew that, like I was very aware of that. So I would just like lay there in bed, like petrified, too afraid to go shut my door, Mm -hmm. but also too afraid to go back to sleep. Um, so I have no idea why that happened. And it happened my entire, like until the day I moved out, like, um, and it was always the same guy and he did the same thing every time. So it's not like, like he was like an interactive ghost, if you will. (laughs) It was just like, almost like a record playing, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, where he just did Mm -hmm. the same thing every night. And, um, I have no idea why that happened. Again, it was a brand new house. There was no reason for any of that. But it scared the shit out of me as a kid. And then my other ghost story that I was going to share today was the most interactive ghost story I've ever had. And I talked to my parents about this recently, actually. I think I talked to my mom about it. Maybe it was my Mm -hmm. dad. I don't know. So I, my biological grandfather on my mother's side passed away before I was born. And Mm -hmm. my grandmother remarried when I was like two or three to uh, the man who I knew as my grandfather, my Papa Pat, who unfortunately passed away of cancer when I was 11. And uh, again, back to me being a very needy and emotional child, um, that was like a huge blow for me. Uh, it was awful. It was the first death I had ever really experienced. And because it was cancer, it was very traumatic. Um, yeah. Anyway, when he passed away and we had the funeral, my grandmother wanted me to stay with her that night just so she didn't have to stay alone, right? And I was mm-hmm. like, of course, right? Like, again, needy, emotional child. Of course, I'll sleep in bed with you, Grandma. No big deal. Mm-hmm. So that night, of uh, the night of the funeral, the night of the wake, I got an ear infection. Well, or an earache. Like, I don't know. I was 11. So I have no idea. I had an earache. And it was, like, just killing me. I was laying in bed crying. And my grandma just assumed I was crying because of the funeral that had just happened. So she just, like, went to sleep. <laughs> Um, poor baby yeah yeah my grandmother is an amazing person but she is definitely not what i would describe as nurturing and especially um she also had just buried her husband so like to be fair (laughs) like that's a very traumatic and emotional thing for anyone to go through her crying grandchild like probably wasn't her top priority and that is very fair (laughs) yeah definitely Uh, So I'm crying with this earache and I feel this pressure at the end of the bed. I shit you not. It's my grandfather and he's got eardrop medicine and he just gives it to me, does like a shh and then goes away. So I put these drops in. I go to sleep. I think it's a dream, right? Because like, are you kidding with me? Right. (laughs) 
the next morning i wake up and my grandma's like did you you had an earache last night where did you get this medicine like where did you find that i just assumed you were crying because of grandpa like are you okay where did you find this were you rummaging through the medicine cabinet and yeah. I hadn't gotten out of bed. I I I was eleven. Like, how would I have known where to fucking get eardrop medication? <laughs> so that whole thing became like hyper valid for me at that moment. Yeah, and I still think about it all the time to this day. And yeah, it, it was it was the night, and the, the his whole funeral was very like traumatic, and I mean. Yeah, it was bad. And it was just like this last kind of, I don't know, like grandpa being a grandpa, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that 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 was the most like, I don't know, stuck with me ghost story. Like, and I've seen like ghosts yeah. and stuff like that since then. Um, but yeah, that was the yeah. most uh, interactive and also like weirdly angelic kind of experience ever that's adorable i love it that's so sweet like yeah i think about it a lot um i think about that a lot i think about the guy in the hallway a lot growing up (laughs) yeah Um, i think about that guy in the corner just staring at me while i'm in bed yeah it's wild it's wild how that stuff is and like (laughs) I don't know. Like, and the thing is, too, I also want to say that there are, when you're listening to this podcast, if you're somebody who's not experienced ghosts or anything like that, the noises you hear at night, they're probably your house settling. It's probably your pipes mm-hmm. warming up or cooling down. Like, I don't want people to listen to this and then think, oh my gosh, this is validation. Like, the, the, you know, the sound of my house is definitely, you know, a ghost. It's probably not. Yeah. It's probably no. just your house settling. It's probably pipes cooling or, I don't know, yeah. an animal living <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> there's a lot of very logical and real world explanations for a lot of ghost i don't know sounds (laughs) definitely yeah and when you do hear sound and there's like the the way that i see it is that there's no like there's no other thing it could be like it's unmistakable exactly when i'm like yeah if you can pass it off if you can pass it off as potentially a noise or whatever, then it's probably mm-hmm. just like a noise. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, is that noise going to pop up again? And it doesn't. Yeah, it's probably you're fine. You're fine. Right. <laughs> and, you know, you but, can always yeah. see the old tried and true. If you hear noise and you think it's a ghost, say, hey, do that again. If uh, that was you, <laughs> Mr. Ghosty. I mean, it Ooh. might scare the shit out of you if they knock again, but if you want that validation, you can always ask. <laughs> I will say, I will never ask for that validation ever. <laughs> I will, ever, just ever, not ever. in my house. Like, I'll do it, just not in my house. Oh, yeah. I'll do it in oh, your yeah. house. That's what I meant. I will never do it in my own house or, well, I already have experience in, in my house. I'll show up. That's enough. <laughs> I'll show up to your house and be like, what up, ghosties? Let's talk. But I will not do it in my home. No, ma'am. I'm trying to sleep a full night, not have a dead Victorian couple staring at me at 2 a.m., okay? Oh. I am not here for that. Uh. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. Yes. I don't know. Like, seeing ghosts is something that 
every single woman in my family has uh, experiences in. And I'm not saying Mm -hmm. that my family is like gifted. Like I really want to stress the fact that seeing ghosts or not seeing ghosts has nothing to do with witchcraft gifts or similar. I know that that's like a very Sabrina the Teenage Witch kind of vibe. Um, I do don't. feel that ghosts are like drawn to certain energies and like a hundred percent. But I don't want people to like beat yeah, themselves definitely. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I don't know. Like I know there's I don't. <laughs> Yeah. But, you know, we're, I definitely want to talk about like this again. And I yeah, think we'll talk Robin about and I. Talked, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, obviously, you know, Robin and I have a, a lot, lot of ghost of experiences. A lot. We, I, a can, lot I can talk lot. about the haunted, I can talk about the ha- haunted porcelain clown doll next time. Uh, that'll be some real nightmare uh, fodder no. for you guys. No. Oh yeah, no, that was no. my whole childhood no, 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 too. No. My brother shot it in the head um, when they moved, and then buried it under rocks. So uh, I don't know. Maybe the backyard's haunted now. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> So, Maria, what's stirring your cauldron this week? So, what is stirring my cauldron right now is taking breaks, being mindful, and flowing through ebbs. A lot of what a lot is going on right now. Yeah. The <laughs> pandemic, <Yeah>. meaningful <laughs> change, angry people mad at said change, etc. And all of this is racist. happening. What you mean top. is racist. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Racism, bigots, you know, they're out in full force and it's very stressful. <laughs> But, you know, and all of this is happening on top of normal and everyday things. It is a lot. And retrograde. And And retrograde. Yeah. Can't forget retrograde. And retrograde. retrograde. And we just like, and Venus retrograde and all that. It's just, it's a mess. It is a mess. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, so many witches I have talked to have found it hard to carry on with their practice as they normally would. And guys... That doesn't make you a bad witch. It makes you human. Ebbs happen. And many of us are finding ourselves in ebbs right now. Your energy is being spent elsewhere. You're changing the world. You're taking care of your family. You're taking care of your mental Mm -hmm. health. Regardless, you are still as magic. You're still as much of a magical creature as you were a few months ago. I promise you. If the only thing you (laughs) did that was magical today was say your intentions over coffee and say a prayer to your guides. You are doing an amazing job. I mean, you're doing amazing, sweetie. (laughs) You're doing amazing, sweetie. You're doing amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Chris Jenner. That's, we all needed that. (laughs) Yes, we did. (laughs) That's just, I use it for everything, (laughs) but 
you know, ebbs are hard. They're meant to be hard. During ebbs, we find out what we are made of. And this even goes with being a witch. There is so Mm -hmm. much knowledge to be had during times like this, especially magically. It is forcing us to confront and embrace our shadows. And sometimes that requires us to step away from doing weekly spell work or daily tarot reading so we can process everything that is happening. So we can become, you know better witches and more in tune with our practices. And remember your practices are meant to be life, a lifelong relationship and Mm -hmm. with, you know, with magic and the universe, as long as you know, you are a witch and that you are magical and you will get back on that horse again, your inner magic and witchy nature isn't going to dissipate unless you intentionally step fully away. So, you know, just relax and turn on practical magic or do something (laughs) magical for yourself or not. I mean, yeah, just it's okay to say, hey, I'm really busy right now. I'm going to step away for just a minute and focus on myself. And Em's right. It doesn't make you any less of a witch to have recognition that you maybe need some self-care. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, taking that needed break puts your energy back up so you can devote that energy to spell work later and to tarot readings and all of that mm-hmm. where, you know, just be mindful and be nice to yourself. You're killing it, guys. You really are. <laughs> yeah, you're doing great job. Great job. <laughs> So, Robin, what is not stirring your cauldron right now? Uh, I am so glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) I am fed up with, and I cannot stress this enough, fed up with unrealistic expectations with magic. Um, I'm not trying to sit here and say that you, for example, you want a prosperity spell and it's like, oh, well, you got your 50 cents. Are you happy now? I'm talking about messages like this one I got the other day. Lord, I I, I sent you that, right? Didn't I? Um, I heard about it. I heard about it. (laughs) I got this message the other day. And if you guys follow me on Instagram or TikTok, you've probably already heard about it. Uh, There was like eight points of requests that this woman wanted with spell work. This person, excuse me, um, wanted with spell work. And... One of them was that they wanted 30 to 40 million euros to move their family. And oh, I'm like, bitch, if, <laughs> first of all, 30 million euros, just 30. So the bottom end of her little scale there is 38 million United States dollars. No, if I what? manifest $38 million, do you think that my stink ass wouldn't be doing that? Like, are you kidding me? Like, And this person also wanted to have two sets of twins and had two boys and two girls. And then they wanted their pregnancy to be completely painless and effortless. And they wanted their babies to basically like wipe their own asses. And I'm just sat back like, Hello? <laughs> Are you on drugs? Hello? Like, 
Oh my lord. Do not get me wrong. I do think that there's nothing wrong with being specific about what you want when it oh, comes yes, to spell that's work. That's so there's important. No, so there important. There is nothing wrong with that. I get specific about what I want. However, yeah. Keeping it in a realistic time frame. Let's say for example <laughs> that I could manifest 40 million euros for this woman, right? Where is it going to come from? Like, I'm not, like, you, your magic has to be paired with real world application. So, for example, let's say uh, I was going to go run a marathon, right? I'm going to go run Mm -hmm. a marathon and I want to get my highest score ever. I want to be in the top 10 of that marathon, runners right and i do spell training for it (laughs) if i'm yeah if i'm not training well then i might as well just go ahead and shove the marathon up my fucking ass because nothing's gonna happen (laughs) like real world application has to come with the the spell work for you for example you really want a house like you want to rent this house you're like oh my god i love this house i want to rent it i know there's other applicants right you still mm-hmm. have to apply to get the house. The house, the, yeah. they're not going to go, uh, hello, uh, strange person I've never met before. Uh, would you like to rent my house? I know that you've expressed <laughs> no interest, but I was just wondering, you seem like the type of person who might be interested in renting my home. <laughs> like, so even if I could manifest $40 million for her, where is it coming from? Are you playing a lottery? Is there a lottery like in your yeah. country? Like I <laughs> Hello? Like are you Come playing on. stocks? There has to be something yeah. in the real world. And so, oh my lord, it stresses me out. It stresses me out so much. And I just I don't think there's anything wrong with asking for specific things, but there has to be a realm of realness with yourself, yeah. with the people that you're asking for services from, etc. I can't yeah. bring your dad back from the dead. I also <laughs> cannot make $40 million come out my ass because if I could, I would do it for myself so that way I didn't have to answer dumb fucking questions like this. I could just do the things that I enjoy, like this podcast, <laughs> like my blog. Like, y'all... <laughs> You're stressing me out. <laughs> no kidding. Like, uh, I just, as yeah. you said, how do they not realize, like, it has to come from somewhere. Every There's equal energy exchange. I mean, right. if you do that, that's why a lot of people, um, a lot of situations where people say, oh, my spell didn't work and all that. And it's like, well, what are you doing in order to make it happen? And then they're like, oh, I thought all I had to do was lay down the intention for it and just let it roll. And yes, in right. some cases you can do that, but it's usually like reasonable and you know right. the universe and your guides are like yeah i got you but right if you're not actually like, trying to like do something for yourself and like step into your power or right. step into you know put steps towards it your guides and the universe are gonna be like well you don't really want it now do you right and also like the universe your guides whatever is not here they're not here to handhold you no. like it yeah oh so stressful so stressful for me it this is why i'm the tired witch guys because the (laughs) amount of messages i get like this that give me gray hair like 
the you know i'm a very patient person i really am i even responded to that person and was like i was very polite oh you're you are so i'm so very amazing. patient <laughs> i am very patient and i'm a kind person and i know that about myself i'm not trying to be a dick and be vain i am patient but like i said to this person i said first of all none of this spell work is going to happen not only can i not do it but anybody who tells you they can do it they're scamming you so like know that moving forward that person also they had a love spell for somebody that i found out that is famous so i like reached out to the said famous person via their contact thing and i was just like hey i might have reason to believe that you have a stalker no big deal if you don't care but if you do like feel free to contact me because i'm just like this is i have a moral obligation here (laughs) um yeah so they're like low-end famous too so there's like an actual chance there that like this person could harm them (laughs) oh my gosh that's horrible yeah it's (laughs) y'all Just having realistic (laughs) expectations for magic is so important and recognizing that there is, as Maria said, an energy exchange. You can't just do spell work and then sit on your hands and wait for it to come to you. Like the energy exchange is ensuring your actions will go to the success that you want it to, not that it's going to come and present itself at your front door. So, yeah stressful stressful guys (laughs) if you're just joining us every week we talk about creators that we are loving right now this could be anybody from a shop owner a blogger an artist it doesn't really matter just whoever we're loving and that being said if you are listening to this and you want to be featured on the podcast please don't dm us we are genuinely just sharing people that we really like right now and Mm -hmm. we don't appreciate messages uh trying to push us one way or the other that's kind of crummy so yeah starting off m who are you loving right now so I've been a longtime fan of Odin's Daughter and Company. Well, Odin's Daughter and Co. Yeah. Um, her and her partner make candles and they are amazing. Like they have wood wicks and they are so scrumptious and beautiful. <laughs> My favorite is Hell because um, they have a goddess line. Well, they used to have a goddess line. I think right now they're going um, have different they they basically they rotate different types of candles so they keep it fresh but hell is definitely (laughs) my favorite one it smells so good but um i mean the labeling i mean it's so gorgeous i like just your style the packaging is so beautiful i know it's so my style (laughs) (laughs) but yeah ruby and her partner are absolutely amazing and i think you guys should definitely check out their candles and they definitely have my stamp of approval because yeah (laughs) i burn mine every single day and (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> yeah, my shop that I'm loving this week is also somebody that I've been a longtime fan of that I can't believe I haven't talked about them before. They are Pottery Witch on Instagram. And I think she I think that they're on TikTok now. Um even and Twitter. I could be wrong. Um, but I will link their Instagram in bio, same with Odin's daughter. And they make handmade mugs that are all like witchcraft centered and i am obsessed stunning so stunning they so the creator of pottery witch will do like announcements and will release you know 20 of them or 30 of them at a time and it's just Mm -hmm. like first come first serve and i have been trying to get my hands on one of these mugs for over a year (laughs) I'm not kidding. They sell so quick. And I'll like set myself reminders and I'll be on there. And it's like the one I wanted is already gone or like uh, they are completely sold out. And I'm just like, no, one of these days I'll get my hands on them. And they're all like cauldron shaped. And they do this amazing thing of like using that gold um, glaze. Do you know oh, what I'm talking so about? Beautiful. It's like metallic. Oh, yeah. oh my lord, it's so beautiful. I just can't. Especially on the moons. I, on the moons, I die. Ugh, oh my god. There was one that they had done. Um, I want to say it was like two months ago. That had like it was white. It was a white cauldron. It had the triple moon in gold, and then there was like black leaves and like a snake on it in black oh i remember that i wanted one. this mug so bad and apparently i was not the only one because they <laughs> uh it was sold out immediately they had like three or four different ones like that and yeah. um i'm very upset i missed it <laughs> oh. uh, i think about it a lot um it's very unfortunate one of these days i'm gonna have quick trigger finger and i'm gonna get it one of these days <laughs> <laughs> the stars will align and you will you know run I'll into get her at the same time that she's running a thing <laughs> i'll get it i'll get it girl just you wait i'll get it girl We hope you guys will join us for our next episode, which happens to be July 10th and is our 10th episode. So that's like the luckiest episode of all time. Yeah. Uh, you can keep an eye good. out for that on our Instagrams and our Twitter. If you don't already follow us on Twitter, it's Coffee Cauldrons. We don't tweet much. Um, I'll be honest. I've been taking the rain on that. We don't tweet much. But when we do, it's usually informational about what's going on with the podcast. <laughs> Or even better, I mean, you could join us on our Discord tier, which is First Coven on Patreon, so we can answer your questions on our second half for next time. Uh, You'll even get to hear our lovely voices for an additional 30-ish minutes uh, for being a Patreon member, library tier, and up. Again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons with Robin from At A Tired Witch on Instagram. And with Maria from at Maria the Arcane on Instagram. All right, you ready to count down?
<laughs> yeah, let's do it. Even though there's a lag, there is lag, but we'll we'll do it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, ready? Okay, ready? One, Set. one, oh. <laughs> two, two, three, three, five, which is. <laughs> 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 oh my god.